Welcome to SCN2A Insights, bringing you the latest research and clinical updates on SCN2A and genetic epilepsy from around the world. So welcome to this episode of SCN2A Insights. I'm David Cunnington. And I'm Chris Pierce. In this episode, we speak to Virginia McNamara, who is the Project Manager for Neurological and Rare Diseases at Citizen. Really looking forward to hearing from Virginia because it's exciting what Citizen can actually do with patient data and use some new technologies like machine learning to be able to bring everything together and give a perspective so that all these disparate medical records for our complex kids can be held in the one place. And that's a great asset for researchers as well as for families. And Virginia will explain a little bit more about how that works and some of the benefits it can offer. So welcome, Virginia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Can you introduce yourself, your background and how you ended up at Citizen? The main reason I'm at Citizen, uh, I am the uh, proud mom of a little boy, uh, Tyler, who has Syngap and Syngap 1, which is a rare genetic disorder, very similar to SCN2A. And we rolled out the Citizen platform and the study uh, for our community. And I was very involved in that project and absolutely was amazed by the company, the technology and what it was doing uh, for research and families as well. So when the opportunity uh, presented itself to join as a project manager, I just uh, jumped on it. And can you tell us a bit about Citizen and its history, how it came about? Sure. So Citizen started first in the cancer in the in the cancer side of it, where Anil, the founder, uh, his sister uh, was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And um, they travel across the country and trying to find uh, different opinions and and try to find really the best care for her. And that's where he realized how every time he had to retell the story, the the medical records were not going from one place to the next. And it was just a pure nightmare. And he really felt that uh, things could have hurt. The outcome could have been much better if everything would have been streamlined, if they could have all the right records in one place. And there's so much information in it. Like she could have been matched with a clinical trial better. It, the possibility were would have been much different. Uh, so that's how he started Citizen. Uh, his The idea behind it is to give power to the patient and, um, and to give them more control over their health. And now we are in a neurological space for rare diseases, helping families get access to all of their medical records in one place, which, as you know, can be difficult because we, 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 our kids are seen in multiple institutions. Uh, some countries will charge you to get, uh, to get access to your medical records. And then to advance research, there's so much information in those medical records. Those are reported by doctors. There's doctor notes. So we at Citizen... We go in, we have a machine learning uh, that goes in and extract key information from all those medical records, organizes it and summarizes it in, in a way that um, makes it easy for researchers to get the information they want. Obviously, there's a lot of advantages for families to, to sign up. Patient groups um, and industry are starting to connect with Citizen as well. What, what's in it for, for the organisations? you get a much better understanding of the disease itself. Like, you know, in your community, there's a lot of different, I know it depends on the, on the disease, but I know I'm just going to give Syngap as an example. It's helping us match the phenotypes with a different variant. Like it just gives so much information to advocacy groups and helps them then support the patient community 
better. Traditional natural history studies take years and years to put in place. It takes a long time to collect all of that data, and it really usually requires family to travel to clinical centers, which can be difficult when you have to deal with special needs uh, children or young adults. We still have access to all that data, and it's a lot more affordable. Uh, advocacy groups don't have, I mean, it's rare diseases, so it's, it's fundraising is hard. There's not a whole lot of money. And citizen is definitely a lot more affordable than traditional natural history studies. Now, if groups have them in place, citizen does not replace it. It's an added tool to the toolbox, right? If you have a registry, all of those data set are, are important and, and can talk to each other. Yeah, I was going to say, because um, SEN2A has a natural history underway, and I understand that there's ways that those connect and interrelate and benefit each other. Absolutely. Citizen is not there to replace all of those studies that are already existing. It's just, like I said, it's another layer of important data that is added to to the ecosystem. Yeah, and it's important for families to understand that their efforts are being brought together uh, and not being siloed and and, um, managed by one group. That's the goal, right, in each rare disease is to have the data flow and, and, and really just to try to link everything because that way you get the full picture. So recently the SCN2A community has partnered with Citizen and that was um, supported by Praxis who is working to develop treatments for SCN2A. What do the families need to do to support this effort? Uh, it's really easy. It's one of the easiest thing family will be asked to do, I think, in their course of the rare disease and being part of communities. It takes 10 minutes Um, for U.S.-based families, they go to the landing page. It's citizen.com slash SCN2A. They click on register and then they sign up. During the sign-up process, they will be asked to agree to two different consents. One is the research consent and then the other one is uh, sharing the contact information with family SCN2A. And then after that, we'll be asking a few questions on EEGs, uh, genetic reports, But then they will get to the portion where they are asked to list all the institutions that their uh, loved one has been seen at, upload their birth certificates and driver's license. And those two documents are simply to allow citizen to go and collect the medical records on behalf of the families. And then that's it. It takes the whole process takes about 10 minutes. And then a few weeks later, Families are going to receive an email, which is an exciting email, saying uh, medical records are on your dashboard. Uh, if they're like me, they'll jump, they'll drop everything that they're doing, and they'll go on their dashboard, and they're going to start reading <laughs> pages and pages of medical records that they haven't seen before. Doctor's notes. It's an exciting tool for families as well. Yeah, and you talked about the machine learning algorithm, and that's going to obviously help at a research end. Does any of that translate into the dashboard that families can see? So we have a powerful machine learning. Now it takes, it will, it's going to take years and, you know, maybe not years, but it's going to take some time to have the machine learning to be perfect, uh, extracting the right data for the right group. Right. And that's where scientists and researchers are, are excited about citizen is the data is gold standard. We have the machine learning that it's, it's doing its job. But then we have three pair of eyes going in and double checking, triple checking, making sure everything is all correct. 
and it's reference, referencing back to the medical record. And then it's going to, it's organized in a way that is very digestible to families uh, on the, what we call the neurocards. And so we have different entities of medications, growth, imaging, like everything is all organized in different categories. So it makes it very easy for family to find the information they need because we always asked information about our, 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 our kids, right? It's when did they have his first EEGs? When did they have the, you know, what medication did they start? It's hard to keep track of everything. And now we just go back to, we just, I just log in personally and go log into Citizen and just find information really easily. And we have a lot of families sharing those uh, similar experiences as well. Can you give us some feedback that you've been getting from families, like when they get that email? What, what sort of stories yes. are you hearing? Those are the those are the great stories because, like I said, at first the focus of, of Citizen is helping patients. When we can help patients, we can help advocacy groups, and we can help researchers. That's that's like our slam dunk for us, right? And so now that we're having, uh, we've we've had several uh, newer groups on the platform. We started getting feedback from from families who've, who've used this, who are on Citizen now. And some of them are just like, they use it for second opinion. And they said, it would have taken me so long to go back to all the different hospitals we've been seen before, ask for the records. I, I would have to pay for it. The process would have taken so much time. And now we have families saying, it took me literally two minutes logging in on my Citizen account, clicking on share and share all the medical records with the new providers that we want a second opinion for. So that is powerful. So we're getting those quite a bit of family saying, it's helping me gain so much time for second, third opinion, especially as you know, when kiddos have epilepsy and it's hard to find the right neurologist, the right treatment, the right. And so families are often looking, you know, changing providers to, to, to find the right fit. We're getting families saying, you know, they had an IEP meeting where they had or any other meeting where they had to fill out uh, medical questions. And they just like, I just had to log to my, to the citizen account and find the information right there. Like something that would have taken me hours to fill out now took me minutes because I had all the information in my fingertips. And can they actually print out from the... Yeah, they can, they can print, they can share, they can email, they can... And at the minute, um, citizen is based in the US, but you have, Citizen has plans to expand internationally. Can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, as you know, rare diseases, not the, the whole population is not just in the US. So it's very important to expand and allow other uh, families overseas to, to join. So in April, uh, we'll open up to, we have uh, several groups already lined up for um, their, their international opening, and it will be mainly for English speaking countries. So Canada, uh, UK, Australia. The onboarding is going to be a little different for international families, uh, but the benefits are still going to be the same. So April is when we start, uh, when we will open for English speakers overseas. And then we're, we're definitely looking at expanding beyond that for different languages and everything. But then we have to, we have to figure out how to handle different languages and just like summarize it in the same way and, and provide the same quality standard uh, in the data extraction. Each uh, country's uh, health systems are very different. So you've got to work with the people in the country to work out how, how that's going to work. When we first open in April, patients will have to go in and collect uh, their own medical records, but we'll, we'll coach them on how to do that. And then eventually uh, we hope to be able to 
to do it on their behalf the same way we do in the U.S. But right now, phase one, families will be able to just collect their medical records, upload them, or mail them to us uh, for us to upload for on, on their behalf. That's been great information. It's extremely powerful. I'm really excited for uh, the SN2A community, but also the the greater rare disease community. This is life-changing, I think, for for many of us. So just the best place for families to land for information around this and to get on board. To reiterate out, for SN2A families, the best place to go is citizen, and it's 2i, uh, dot com <laughs> slash SCN2A. And on that page, they will have information if they have questions regarding why some documents are required or any any concerns. At the bottom of the page, there's a good FAQ section with a lot of information there. They can always reach out to me uh, or Nasha or, you know, we our team is always happy to answer questions from, from patients and families. The best place to start is citizen.com slash SCN2A click on register and it only takes 10 minutes. And if you want to save some time, have the birth certificates, uh, the driver's license and your genetic report ready. That's another point that I'd like to make. The genetic report ironically is usually, is usually the last document we can get our hands on. (laughs) And that's like the most important document because it's the one that confirms diagnosis. So if families have it already, definitely upload that first. That's going to save a lot of time for a team. Well, thank you for your time today. Uh, I think this will be really helpful for families who are just wanting a bit more information around what it is and how it fits into the bigger picture of the data collection for for groups like SCN2A. So it's been a really insightful conversation. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Chris, thanks for setting that up. What were your takeaways from that interview? Virginia clearly explained the power of this for families, that having all our data in one place not only helps researchers, but it helps us manage our child. Now, of course, this is starting in the US and we're looking forward to helping citizen expand globally. Being able to be in charge and empowered by having access to all that information is pretty exciting. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Keep up with the latest updates by subscribing to this podcast and you can get regular updates on what we're doing at SCN2A Australia through our Facebook or Twitter at SCN2A Australia. Thanks a lot. Thank you. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for your own independent health professional's advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider within your country or place of residency with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. 